Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Happy motherfucking Wednesday. <laughs> happy hump day, everyone. We happy hump day. We made it. Um, it's Wednesday. We it. Guys, this is the first episode that we are recording, and we are live in the studio and car. Okay. Because you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> But this is going to be our first episode that we will have on YouTube. So wish us luck and uh, bear with us. Amber, you got that YouTube thing (laughs) with all your spare time? (laughs) With all my spare time, girl. Listen. I was just saying I want to take a break. I was like, I need a break so bad. You were like, I need a break so bad. You know what I'm going to do? Start a YouTube channel. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have a YouTube channel. That's Amber Viola, and I wasn't sure if I should. And I post like some shorts on there for politics, but making fashion. But I was, I wasn't sure if I need, I should make a whole new page just for us, and then start uploading our episodes, which I'll probably do. But oh, I might as well. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, with all your spare time, like when you're just right, right. girl. That's oh, the joke goodness. of the center, okay. right there. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so um updates. What is new with you besides gymnastics? Parking I mean, I just lot. don't know how old I am thanks to you. I just am <laughs> eternally grateful. So thank you. Kelsey aged herself by I did, a year. For, for like and, uh, two years though. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I feel yeah. as though I'm getting a lot back though, and I'm appreciative of that. Well, because you just made yourself older. And then I was confused as to, like, well, am I really older? Because I just don't. <laughs> I don't want to be. I don't need you to be. You shouldn't be. Why? Who does that? I don't want to do that. <laughs> um, okay, but in other news, I have gotten myself into such a situation with my hair. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm stressed. I'm overwhelmed. I don't feel good about it. <laughs> and I think a lot of it has to do with PTSD. However, I have double booked myself. Long story short, I assumed that somebody not getting back to me was because they fired me as a client, even though I would just like to say I'm a great client. Like, she's a great client. I am a great client. I always show up with, I mean, I only come twice a year, but those two times a year, I come with coffee. (laughs) I'm early. I over tip. Well, I mean, I at least tip 20%, usually more. I, like, gained new clientele. So I thought she wasn't getting back to me because I was fired because she always gets back to me really fast. Turns out... Yeah, you said it was, like, three weeks, though. Yeah. Turns out yeah. she was going through personal things. So I didn't know that, so I made an appointment <laughs> with this new person who's invested 30 minutes of a consultation into my life. And she's in Delco, so we're vibing because we're both Delco knees. And then my yeah. original hair girl of like six years reached back out to me. And she's like, "Hey, just want to let you know, I saw your message. I'm not at work. When I get back to work, I will definitely yeah get I back didn't to say you." Say anything. What do I say? <laughs> I don't know what to do. But besides that, I mean, we're just out here thriving. Yeah. Um, well, I mean. Good luck Thanks. with that. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would just say, hey. Is that a stress disorder? 
or no, I, I would just tell her like, no, I, I'm look, I'm not even gonna book right now. I'm looking to book at six months, and just go with your, just go to your hair with the new lady, and, and then I'm just go not back. My hair done, and I'm just gonna be all natural, overgrown over here. Okay, period. Um, but besides okay. that, what's new with you? Well, my birthday, birthday week. is on Saturday. Woo, so what are you doing? So for your excited. Um, I have no what idea. are we doing for your birthday? <laughs> so I didn't actually make plans for myself this year. Normally, I always kind of plan my own party or like what I'm going to do. And for the last couple of years, it's really fell through. So I've spent most of my last few birthdays by myself with Jacqueline, of course, but she goes to bed like eight o'clock so then, so then it's just me um so i don't know i hope that i get to maybe go to dinner or something well, but we need to make plans I kind off of just... air but girl you need to tell me a day that you're free and i'm gonna take a vacation day I know. and we're gonna run around scranton <laughs> you know yes During the day, oh my gosh i don't think you've ever run around scranton with well we went before. to the coffee like, shop really yeah and then you're up here years ago in like oh four <laughs> Oh, four. As a graduate, we can't even talk. I can't even talk about that. We can't even talk about that. But okay, but besides, so it's birthday week. So you may or may not be going to dinner. And then you're also going to take a day to spend with me. And yes. then, girl, what else this week? I don't Oh, I got my hair done today. I, so I didn't my even girl. See it. I only see your forehead. Do you see my heart? Oh, my God. <laughs> He's got the skills to pay the bills, okay? Here yes. he is. So, my girl Ashley uh, Matos, she is on Facebook under that name, and she does my hair, and she did such a good job is this today. The girl, so. Is this a girl who always does it? Yeah, this is a girl who always does it. <laughs> it's sometimes a little challenging, but, you know, girl, you know, here we go. You know are. what? I so. get that because, listen, sometimes making a hair appointment isn't easy. I'm right there with you. The struggle. No, it really, really is. Um, so I think I have the. Oh no, I think I have the right. I was like, oh, am I looking at the wrong information, no, girl? Not you. So, um, Kevin McCarthy does did become the speaker of the house. <laughs> so, um, I guess uh, props to him. Question, question mark? mark. Exclamation point. Question mark. Question mark. So it was after 15 rounds of voting. And um, so one of the, it took five days. So kind of my question is, and we talked about this with Ron DeSantos when his lawyers gave the definition of like what being woke was because he said he was going to fight against like woke culture. Right. And that was really interesting uh, because that was not what I, like when people say woke, I was yeah. It wasn't what, I mean, I love the definition. Basically, the definition he gave was that there are disenfranchised people and they want a better life. The audacity. And like, <laughs> <laughs> that's it, guys. So, um, so Kevin McCarthy, though, in his speech, he vowed to fight the woke agenda. And I'm just kind of like, like, what does that mean? For Like, I don't understand what that means for them. Like, what is he going to do? Because it, it's, what does that have to do? What There's so many things out there right now that are really, really going on that are serious right. that we could 
fight for or help or like push laws or, you know, agendas to help the situations. And we don't, but like woke agenda, like we're gonna, that's what we're gonna focus on. I just, I, to me, it comes across as like, minorities want to keep their rights gay people want to be able to get married like we want to keep interracial couples people want roe v wade back you know we want women to have access to health care and different things and to me when they say like oh we're going to fight against woke culture like that's what we're fighting against yeah. and i think in their heads they feel like oh we're fighting against you know, crazy liberals trying to keep teach our kids, you know, about what pegging is in kindergarten, you know, but it's like, I, I don't think that's really it, you know, right. I don't. A definition would do us all some, some, some good, but okay. I, it's 627, which you know what that time that means it's time for an unpopular opinion. Okay. I, <laughs> girl, what happened to your life? I don't know. I don't know. I feel stressed about my hair. It hurt me being negative about my hair, and it was just like, you know what? I quit. Um, so there it is. Um, ooh, so now I can't hear you at best. Because I think that gives them a lot of leeway. Oh, now it's going through your Bluetooth. Because mm. <laughs> I turned my car on. Oh, there we go. Perfect. Okay, excuse me. Sorry for the technical difficulties. Um, <laughs> so I think that sometimes they'll use that excuse, like kind of try to hide under the radar with this aloof, like, non-explicit definition of what they're fighting against or what's really happening or things like that right. so that they can kind of still gain approval either way but also either way to yeah. take it a little bit further than that i do think that this is again to keep us all fighting amongst ourselves and not asking the serious questions to these politicians so right now we're like we're having a conversation where it's like okay so wait are woke meaning who woke meaning what which like agenda? what does what would if, right if you came right. out clear with it and you're like oh he's fighting for um recession to figure that out he is fighting for lunch programs in schools he's fighting for people right. experiencing it right. but because he's aloof we're all so confused we're all asking each other questions that's not making right. a difference all this stuff is still happening and right now we think he's fighting the woke agenda which is right and I think it's kind of a dog whistle, too, because it's a way to keep everybody questioning what you're talking about. But I feel like it whistles to the people who, like, oh, we're going to fight against, you know, Black Lives Matter and, like, you know, that type of stuff. Like, we're going to fight against those things. And I think there's a lot of people, the extreme right wing has that agenda. So when you say woke, I feel like that's what right. they think. You know, they think a completely different thing, and so they're happy about it. And at the end of the day, I had a conversation today, actually, with a friend of, a mutual friend of ours that went to Bible college with us, and we were talking about Holocaust deniers. Um, I guess she came across some videos of people, like, not knowing what the Holocaust was, or denying it, or not realizing the impact of it. Like, she said she was talking to somebody, and they didn't realize the impact of that it was, like, targeted, that 
the third right hitler like the nazis they all were targeting the jewish population the romani people um black people homosexual people like specifically targeting them to kill them they thought that the holocaust was just like jewish people just happened to die in the midst of war you know yeah like three-year-olds or <laughs> right. like who no grown but grown like people. from where so uh, I, so this no, so this is my Iraq. thing you have under people Iraq. that are uh, yeah, right under oh. iraq like they they have these ideas they're not learning history we need to focus on teaching kids like actual thing that's happening you know and so i think that falls into like when you talk about critical race theory and how people are making laws against that who can't even define what it is. It was never something that was taught to a kindergarten class. It's a college level educational course that people can take. But basically what it teaches you is how we lived our lives in the past and how that's affecting our futures. So like telling people that, hey, after World War II, our grandparents got back, black grandparents weren't allowed to use the GI Bill and buy a house. So when your grandparents passed down their house to your parents, and that's where you grew up, they're passing down generational, generational wealth. And the reason that black people don't have that, and a lot of them are still living in poverty, is due to the fact that when the greatest generation came back, they were able to use the GI Bill, um, get loans for houses, get mortgages and all of those things. And the black soldiers weren't able to do that. So now you fast forward to now and we're still seeing the repercussions of that by there being such a big wealth gap between the black population and the white population. Those are things that need to be taught in schools. And those are things that they're saying are woke things and now those things aren't being taught. And honestly, they haven't been being taught. As I just said, like, there's people who don't know what the Holocaust is or that it happened. And it's just such a scary thought that, like, we're they're burning books. They're taking even more stuff out of schools and classrooms and stuff. And it's just, it's going to get to the point where it's like, I feel like they're going to be teaching Bible for, like, history Wait, class who's burned, and who's science and stuff girl everywhere florida texas oklahoma hella books girl like libraries and schools are saying that these books are inappropriate and they're burning them girl and okay, they're, this is embarrassing. they're i'm behind i didn't hear about that mm -hmm, girl but there's all these lists a lot of libraries like my library here has a display when you first walk in and it says banned books and they're all the books that are banned by a lot of places like Florida. And my Texas. library, when you first yeah. walk in, there's a whole rainbow section, which my daughter's obsessed with rainbows. So we walk over there and it's all about <laughs> teaching children who are five years old if they are like trans or if they have trans parents or if they have two moms. <laughs> I was like, Mad, this Aww. is not the rainbow that you thought it was. <laughs> well, that's so cute though. I think it's cute. Aww. For, like, I don't want Maddie reading that and getting confused on who she is because she's never had a question who she is. She's very girly. She's very whatever. But I don't think that, but I don't think that would happen. If you're not gay, you reading about gay people will 100% never make you I just gay. think when you're five, it won't. Year, I like, think when you're five years old, though, if you're reading about that and then you start to be like, well, am I, you don't have the mental capabilities and like 
whatever to, to say, oh no, I'm not gay because I've never been sexually attracted to a woman. And then. No, but I think you can say when you're five years old, like if you have a crush on a boy or a girl though, you know that at five. I remember my first at crush. At five? I was in first this grade. What? That's yes, very young. Yes. I was in first grade. Her name was Heather. Um, and she had dark hair, green eyes, like dark features. Um, yeah. And my second crush was a guy named Mark. He was Romani and same. He, <laughs> they probably could have been siblings. Um, dark hair, dark eyes, <laughs> dark features, but yeah, I, I, yeah, I do. Um, but yeah. And like, you know, so kids have their first crushes and stuff. And I'm not saying that you like you, you pushing it on a child, but I think that kids are capable of knowing if they like a boy or girl or knowing that the way I feel isn't the same way as everybody else. So like it, but again, I'll say like reading a gay book or seeing gay people kiss on a cartoon or a TV show. If you're not gay, you're not (laughs) feeling that. (laughs) Like if you're gay, then you're like, maybe i don't know but i mean it's the same thing when we talk about suicide and you have to and asking people like are you going to kill yourself people think well if you ask somebody are they going to kill yourself then they're going to go kill themselves no they're not if i ask you right now if you're going to kill themselves you're not depressed you're not suicidal but i'm talking specifically about children like i wouldn't bring up the topic of suicide with a five-year-old just like i wouldn't bring up this the topic of like do you feel like you're a boy or a girl with a five-year-old like i'd be like you're a girl you were born with a vagina, you're a woman, you're a girl, until, <laughs> like, you're old enough to have that conversation, but either way, you're biologically a girl. But I'm like, I wouldn't have, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't have. No, I I don't, because there's, we're gay over here. So, like, I, so we, so these are conversations that we've had to have, like, you know, your uncle, how come your, how come uncle, uncle Joe doesn't have a girlfriend? Oh, well, he's single, but if he did, he would have a boyfriend. Oh, boys can have boys can have boyfriends and girls can have girlfriends? I said yes. Boys can kiss boys and girls can kiss girls. Yes. Oh, okay. And then she ran off. So, <laughs> like, it's... And since then, like, maybe she's asked a few questions here and there, but she's kind of just, like, you have... When you're... When your life has those things you're forced to have those conversations and so like it's a privilege for you to not have to have those conversations with your daughter but i think that i honestly think she would be perfectly fine you know if she read a book and it said hey little jimmy has two mommies and like some people have two mommies you don't have two mommies but like some people do so if you see a a little boy or a girl that has two mommies like you know you should still be nice to them and play with them and make sure like you know, they're included and, and everything too, you know, but just give them the opportunity. Like you have to, you can teach kids anything. I think you just have to break it down on a level to them. You know, like I explain, you know, when you're getting divorced and you have to explain to your kids that you're getting divorced, I'm not going to explain it to you like a 15 year old, but if you're four or five, like, you know, something's going on, you know, something's changing. So I'm going to have to say something. So you kind of just like break it down to them in a way that they, that they can understand. And you don't, you don't have to like go too deep into it right then. 
you can kind of leave it surface and let them think about it. And if they come back and have questions, then you kind of just like, you know, yeah. <laughs> ask the question. I'm, I'm like, I'm processing like how you're like, it's, it's a privilege that you don't, you're not having those conversations with, with your daughter and, and things like that. And I'm just processing it in my mind. And I just still think like, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm trying to process how I'm feeling about that. What I'm thinking about that. Like, I feel like if, if my daughter ever, well, I know if my daughter ever saw anyone or anything that is different from her or different from what she sees in her family, I'm always going to teach her to be respectful and to mind her business. Right. Because first of all, we're Delco <laughs> over here and you can't be nosy or newsy. And also, like, at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter what so-and-so is doing over there. Right. You focus over here. That's not your problem. And also, when you see them, you say hello, and you don't say anything about them. Period. So, I like, and I don't think that that means... Oh, because kids will have, they have so much they to did. say. I think, Lord, like, they see somebody, they just... Well, that's what I mean. And, like, it's also, like, not, but I'm not going to... I also, like, as you're saying this, I know my daughter... And it would, the conversation would never, ever end with, well, boys can kiss boys and girl, like girl, like it wouldn't, like there would be 19 trillion questions. And I, so what would you do if like, if say you guys came for like Thanksgiving and we were all here and like, you know, my brother's here and like, you know, everything and that, that came up or somebody said something like, what would you like, what would you say or what would you just because I'm surrounded by surrounded by gays, Bro, I but, would, but I, I am, ar <laughs> but I'm around a lot more gays. So I like say, we I had, he has a boyfriend because he is a homosexual, but also like, you don't need to worry about his business and who he's with and who he's not with. That's yeah. Cause my, so one of my friends came over for Christmas and he is a male. He is gay. He is a feminine like a femme gay so he wears makeup eyelash extensions his nails and stuff and like um you know the kids asked him like oh you get your nails done or you know whatever and it was just such a it was a cute conversation you know and they asked you know why do you have on makeup or like why do you have on this because kids are curious and are gonna say it so like if so if we were in that situation together and like Maddie was there, what would you say to her? Like if she, if she was, well, not I've, if she asked I've, or like everybody's talking like about if, it. Yeah, or if I wouldn't say anything to her because I don't ever want her to stop and like, like look at something that's different and be like, what's that? That's right. I mean, if she had questions, yeah. I would absolutely be like, oh, that's his boyfriend. And also like, period, like you don't need to like he is the same exact person that he was 10 minutes ago before you saw him kiss the boy. Still, so, you know what I'm saying? But like, oh, first of all, nobody needs to be kissing nobody. Stop. I am a huge girl. You know, I am a PDA queen. Okay. Like do not look at me in the restaurant with my man because we will be making out. I don't care. Uh, no regrets. <laughs> and so I don't, I don't expect anybody to have a different standard than I do. But I think like, like, again, I'm not saying that to like, Russia under the rug. I'm saying that because she, this is a conversation that I don't want her. I'm, she's not, she is not old enough 
to handle it because also I know mm-hmm. her and I know that it would be like, well, how come you don't have a girlfriend and why don't you kiss girls and why don't you, it wouldn't be like a, oh, everybody can just like who they like. And it'd be like, okay, she's not like that. So like, but when yeah. she is old enough, will we have a conversation? Of course. But it's also a conversation that I truly believe should be had in the privacy of your own home. But I know we've also had this conversation too. Yeah. Where like I can also see my privilege in that aspect that like it can be a conversation that I can have in the privacy of my own home. Right. Because the thing about it is like so when we were when I was a kid, my brother was young. He was called gay before he knew what gay was. He was made fun of since he was in like kindergarten. So you're trying to, not you, but like people are trying to say like kids are young and they shouldn't have to know about that. But then on the other aspect of it, what about those kids in those classrooms that are already getting teased, that are already getting bullied and already making, getting made fun of because they are different and because they're visibly different. And then they're in a situation where it's like, well, now we can't talk about it and like the not going to, nothing's going to be getting done because people feel like, well, this shouldn't be a conversation that you should have with kids, but the kids are already having that conversation. They're already bullying and already making fun of somebody. So then what do you do? So that's, so like, to me, that's why there's kids books about stuff like that, because there's stuff that's happening to kids. Right. I think, well, that's why I go so hard against bullying and I go so hard against bullying on every facet. There's a kid at my daughter's school who I, I I don't know, but I mean, from the way that he dresses and is and does things and whatever, I mean, I don't ever want to assume or judge. It's just, it looks that way to me. I don't know. But like, like he's having a rough time well like he's trying to figure it out like he definitely has some questions that like my child at this point doesn't have and i like if you think if anyone thinks for one second that i wouldn't rage up into that front office if that kid was made fun of and i heard about it the same way i would roll up and rage out if like my daughter was left out from like the girl whatever the case might be i like i don't think yeah and i think that but i don't think that we should then be like okay, well now we have to like over sexualize or hyper sexualize or like early sexualize kids because some kids are getting bullied. No, we need to not have bullies. And listen, if a kid, but I think that you shouldn't, but why is it sexualized just to say somebody's gay? Like that doesn't mean you're having sex. A gay person could be avert. So why is it like hyper sexualizing kids to say somebody's gay or not gay? Cause then that makes it look like gay people are out of control and can't like control themselves sexually. No, I'm think I don't think, I think it's hyper sexualizing when we're having like, okay, well now we all need to read books about Jimmy liking Johnny. Like I, again, like, because my child, I know my child. <laughs> girl, that there was Adam and Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Girl, you know what? Like this kid at, at my daughter's school, that might be a conversation. Uh, and and again, like you're bringing in like that's what's difficult. I think about this whole mentality. Yeah. I mean, it's not. I mean, it's not. It's, it's not easy. And there's no does right. He feel like answer. does he just feel like he's a girl, or does he feel like he's a girl because he's sexually attracted to other kids? I don't know, but I also know, like, my daughter has no idea that there's a difference between her and this kid in her class who she's obsessed with, who happens to be a boy. Like, she has, like, she yeah. was like, can we have a sleepover? I was like, literally never, unless you're married. What do you mean? And she's like, 
why? I'm- so, like, you haven't explained to her, like, girls have vagina, boys no, have a penis? No, I have. Well, yeah, basically, I'm like, this is, I, I see, I'm very much a mind your business mom. I'm like, these are your private areas, and literally nobody yeah. ever should ever, ever touch them, look at them. Yeah, I think it's good to talk about it. It's just, I remember one of the things that really struck me. I don't remember the whole scandal with Dr. Nasser from the National Gymnastics yeah. Um, yeah. thing. So one of the girls said something, and she said, Nobody ever talked about or told me what a pap smear was and what it should be. So when he was doing stuff to me, I didn't even know like that it was bad or that it was wrong. And I've heard so many kids who were abused say different variations kind of of that thing. And there's a lot of parents who don't even want to talk about that with their kids and i'm i'm like nobody should be touching your peepee nobody should be touching your booty it's called a vagina it's called like it's called a butt that's that's your boobies like nobody should be touching any of if they do tell me did somebody you know and talking that same conversation with her where i'm like these are your and literally girl even at her pediatrician visits there we ended up with a male doctor and he was like i have to examine i have to pull down your pants yeah, yeah are you yeah. okay with that and she was like looked at me and i was like no that has to come from you if you don't want to yeah, it's not you. happening yeah. like that's definitely a conversation i have all the time because that is my biggest fear in life oh, but God, i yeah. don't i'm not like and again but also too i'm like i like i think that that's also a different level of like a pap smear like no like I would that's not sexual a pap smear like that's not whatever yeah also too that's why I'm such a nightmarish helicopter parent with literally zero shame because things aren't going to be happening to my kid that I'm not aware of yeah right and because a lot of kids say like that they were getting molested or raped and they just had no idea like that what it was or what was happening to him or you know whatever right. and so i just think that that's important it is but important we'll move <laughs> we'll move on so um over this week it was the anniversary of january 6th so we all know that um reckless day that happened in the capital <laughs> um and what's crazy to me about the january 6th thing and this is quick is just like how people film themselves like we watched a lot of like videos from cell phones and like cameras that were inside that there's still people that are saying that it didn't happen and saying that it was a protest and it wasn't a riot and like that everything like it was fine that they those people didn't there's people who don't think they should go to jail like you broke into a federal building somebody smeared poop all over the place and wiped their butt with an american flag so like yeah. If you yeah, if you want to argue started it, blah blah blah, there's no way anybody could ever argue with any sort of validity that that wasn't a riot. No, yeah. Like, like that's not, and I'm not saying any. All I'm saying is like if you want to argue intentionality, if you want to argue this, you want to argue that, you cannot argue that it turned into an absolute disgrace, mess, yeah, uh, humiliation. Uh, uh, yeah people embarrassment died. people died people killed themselves that's afterwards what I'm saying but like so that's weird <laughs> girl yeah 
Look. Um, also, what's weird, and this girl... So, President Biden has announced that he is running for president again. I will hold my applause. Um, because I just... Okay. Girl, President Trump and President Biden are both running again. I can't do it. I can't. I can't. I I can't. I won't. Girl, America, America, I am talking to you. We have to have somebody better. There has to be someone who is better than this. This whole disaster comes back down to systems and procedures. I truly believe there are probably some incredible candidates who are being overlooked for something stupid or like can't get through this because they didn't go through. I don't even know what the requirements are to be president of the United States. There's not really any, actually. I mean, you have to be, like, over a certain age. What's the age? Um, you have to be 35. Okay, I feel like that's a help. Or, no, no, it might be older. Hold on, don't have me making stuff up. <laughs> but it's not... The reason that there aren't a lot of regulations to be president is the re- whole reason America was founded. On the premise that everybody is equal allegedly. And, um, we all have the same abilities to do things and that's what we're founded on. So the president, it was under the assumption that anybody could be the president. You didn't have to be born of the, you know, aristocrats to be able to be king like in Europe. So I think it comes down to, I think it's that cheese. I think it's that bread. I think it's Oh, it is. Mm -hmm. And these men are a million years old and they have money. They have backers. (laughs) And if you don't, but girl, I'm like, how many other amazing candidates out there who would kill it? Okay. Side note. Did you hear the rumor that Meghan Markle is running, like has plans to run for some sort of office? Some say the president. Oh, no, I did not hear that. They were like, this whole exit was orchestrated as like, but that could just be, that's just like, there's no like solid news. That was just, I was, right. But I, we have to have, I. Okay. So the three qualifications are, they have to be at least 35, be a natural born citizen and have lived in the United States for at least 14 years. Is that why Trump is always asking for Obama's birth certificate? Because she thinks. Yes. Yes. Because that man thinks he was born in Kenya and that he is Muslim. But wait, why does he think he was born in Kenya? That's wildly specific. Not even just like that. Because his dad, I was going to say because he's racist, but because his, um, his dad, I believe is Kenyan. Um, and I, I honestly, I don't really know why there, it oh. doesn't really make any sense. Like yeah, he was, girl, don't let me ask for a rational thing from someone. <laughs> That's always like a downfall where I'm like, this makes no sense. Like Chelsea, you cannot have expect rational right conversations or thoughts from irrational but i but it's right i think you're right about the money thing it's just there's so many people who would run for office and do different things but okay no i'm gonna give you an example so my friend who is i'm hoping to interview him on um the next let's interview with us um but he was running for city council here in scranton and he would have been the first black city council member that we've ever had. And I remember you watching he, that whole journey. Yeah, and so like he basically got ridiculed in the press by people about something that happened, le- like 
years ago, 10, 15 years ago. Um, and he like got probation for it, you know, bettered his life, moved on. And the way that this man was like thrown to the wolves over this is what you said. It's like, it just makes people who are good people who really want to help better an area or situation. Now they're up. Now they can't run for office because of something that happened 15 years ago. But then other people can have, you know, charges like Matt Gertz and still be in Congress and be elected on special committees and stuff. But you have other people who are trying to better their neighborhood or their area or whatever. And it's like, you can't have any blemish or anything. So now you're totally like out of, out of the running for it, you know? Which, yeah. Um, like how many great people have we just not given any option to when they probably could have like, like, where can our country be right now? Is what I want to know. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think that. And every year's, every election cycle and every year, like it's getting more and more expensive to run for office and the amount of money that people are putting in these elections. And we say that it's open to everybody and stuff, but like, and there's, there's people, there's pockets that are doing it here and there. And I honestly, I honestly think that Donald Trump made it easier for everyday people to be able to run and kind of get momentum for office because he wasn't a politician. So I think that is a good thing. But it's still an uphill battle, you know, be- because of money, because of funding. Right. And it shouldn't be it should like be that. It should be like that. And it's you sad should... that, like, the biggest jokers have all the cash. That makes me even more mad. I'm not yeah. Kidding. Yeah. But. <laughs> okay. <laughs> makes me upset. Oh, um, speaking about um, you working for the working for the man, yeah. the man is now sending the biggest um aid package to the ukraine okay this one includes weapons and ammo um yeah so who's who's supporting who's saying you know what biden that's exactly what you should do who i need to know because i need their name and i need their email because i have some things to say they're like i (laughs) I don't I don't know. 100% poor and defenseless. So we're just going to give a little bit more to you. Right. And you brought up school lunch earlier. We could be paying for every kid in America to have free lunch, breakfast and lunch at school. One program. Literally. That's that's one. One. Right. But no, we're going to send billions of aid to the Ukraine and weapons and ammo and stuff like Sure, why not? Like, we don't need help. Girl, where can we... <laughs> it, it, it makes me sad. Girl, you know nobody used to love America more than me. I'm devastated. This is, like, so sad and embarrassing and scary. Well, because I feel like some of the stuff is such an easy fix. Yes. And we just don't... Well, some of the stuff is just stupid. Like, and some of the stuff, I want to just say this, like on air for whoever's listening i'm not by any means an expert i there's a lot of policy that i don't understand a lot of times i just give my opinion based off of what i know but i don't know nearly the whole thing clearly but then there is some stuff where i'm like that's just stupid it's just that's dumb to continue to give money to ukraine when i spent 70 dollars at the grocery store tonight at three things Mm. Who, yeah. Who yeah. we can't who what's everyone gonna do? 
Girl, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, once everything, when eggs are nine dollars, like, so we all, so we're all just not gonna buy eggs. Like, are we all gonna agree just not buy eggs? Like, so what's gonna? So then, what happens to like the manufacturers and the farmers and stuff? Like, but something has to give. It's too much. Nobody can afford. I know. No. Like, people, (laughs) people can't afford to live their lives. And we're sending money everywhere else. And it's just, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, One thing I did find politically that was kind of refreshing. um, Pete Buttigieg. Okay. Mayor Pete. (laughs) I loved Mayor Pete. Okay. You know what? We should have just let Mayor Pete be president. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But um, he is a secretary of treasury. So his Instagram is full of just facts and knowledge like it says hey in this city we granted them a you know $140,000 grant and they're going to fix this road or they're going to fix this bridge it is just matter of fact just like what state he's traveling to and what he's doing and we need we need more of that but that's the simple stuff right there that makes life better like us fixing our infrastructure fixing our roads fixing our bridges putting that money to use because now you're you know we're creating jobs for people to work construction and manufacture parts and goods and labor and all of that stuff and that's what we need to be doing and that's what we need to be spending we're going to be spending money that's what we need to spend money on i popped two tires here in scranton because in a pothole because our roads are just horrific. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> um, Chelsea popped her tire on. Were you on the turnpike? Like freshly, I like just gotten on the turnpike. Yeah, so she was up here getting on the turnpike in um, probably like Piston, and <laughs> after hanging out with me, and um, and then she popped her tire because our roads are terrible. Literally terrible so mayor pete please come but to northeastern pennsylvania make us stop, like that's the thing i'm like we're out here spending money on stupid stuff yeah like, exactly and that was thing. like and this is a side note when when biden was talking about student debt relief mm-hmm. even then and everyone's freaking out i'm like if you idiots genuinely think that you will not be footing this bill in some other way you're dumb and i also think like I, I I agree. I think loans are insanely high. I think the interest is satanic, okay, on some of these loans. It, 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 it's but bad. But yeah. instead of figuring out a way to keep corporations in line with their interest, or I don't know if that's like, but if instead of figuring out a different way to get debt unto, under a manageable working thing, he's like, nope, we'll just pay for it. Bro, what are you talking about? With what money? I I. So I don't know, like, with what money. I do I do understand it because, for me, it's like we bailed out banks, we ba- bailed out the auto industry, and we have people who are not able to get ahead in life due to these loans, like, like with criminal interest rates and just disastrous for people's lives. And so then that it's affecting the economy because now people can't put money back into the economy because they're paying off their loans or people just aren't paying their loans. And so they're just deciding now they're not going to buy a house. You know, they're not going to 
do all these things that are part of kind of like the American dream because of the the student loans that they have. There was a um, let's get him under control as opposed to like I still don't even understand his plan to where he was going to come up with this money to get relief. Yeah. No, I don't I don't fully even understand it either, but I do get it. And I mean it would relieve me. So I mean, hey, I'm here for me it. Too, but like I also <laughs> have like I am also way open to a plan to be like, let's do this. Let's look at that. Let's yeah. I think that there's some of it that probably really does just need to be canceled because it's like frivolous. Um that that what I was gonna say there was a story about a lady who paid her was been paying her loans for ten years and her loan at the end of the 10 years was more than it was to start with. That's insane. So like in that situation, besides say canceling her student loan debt and saying where you're starting off with, you know, zero, like what can you do for that type of predatory loan to where somebody has been paying on it for 10 years and it's more than it was before. That's like in in no sorts of situations we start looking at corporations but you know why we're never going to do that because a lot of these corporations are probably involved in bed in politics in some way shape or form yeah they yeah they fund it they give money to campaigns yeah so they're never going to come for them and hold them accountable they're just going to keep taxing us in a different way so that right do you do you want to know the percentage of my husband's money that was taken in taxes I can't. Girl, I mean, I'm assuming the same percentage as everybody else. We just cry about but it. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, you got tax breaks. You got you. We we have a home. We he has different tax breaks. We have a child. We have a a, a kid. We're married, honey. None of that helped us out in any way. Girl, last year they were the IRS was trying to tell me I owed them almost two thousand dollars. I said, from where? <laughs> from where like i just these the last couple years taxes have been my like insane if i can even just go off of me personally like i don't know what president trump did and he said he was giving us tax breaks i've never owed taxes in my life until like the last couple years like what is going on like and yeah it is ridiculous the amount of your money that goes to bullshit yeah (laughs) <laughs> more gun I, I can't i can't i can't i can't <laughs> it's stressful. oh my gosh girl no so i really wanted to get to this story because i feel like this has so many different angles and, like- and things so um abby zwerner um she is a teacher and she suffered life-threatening injuries after she was shot with a handgun at Rich Neck Elementary School in Newport News on Friday. So this is according to the BBC. So the shooting came after an altercation in first grade, which is ages six to seven, in their classroom that didn't appear to be accidental. So apparently the child and the teacher got in some type of altercation before, like prior to the shooting. So police say that the teacher managed to escort her students to safety after being shot and before even calling help for herself. And the gun was legally bought and owned by the child's mother. So I think the big questions here that I had from this was, 
how did the kid get the gun? Um, what, like, what altercation happened? Like, what happens to a six-year-old that says this was so bad? Whether it was that bad or they perceived it at that bad, that they feel like they have to, like, shoot you. And, like, like we, what are we getting, like, what are we doing? Well, and what are we actually doing? That's the question of the year. I feel like also too, what type of gun was it? And if it a gun, a handgun. But you, I might right. How did the kid know how to use the gun? Like I'm right. thinking, if a if a teacher sees like if an adult sees a kid with a gun, you're gonna act fast because you're gonna be like what? So that tells me that this kid acted even faster when you're six. You know how to pull a safety, cock it, and shoot it? Questions. Right. And apparently the, the school has metal detectors that he was at. That's even scarier. So I don't, right like, no, like, I don't know. Yeah. And it, I mean, I think it's crazy. And I think, honestly, it's really time that we got to start charging people's parents. Oh. Like, I think we really do. At, at, because there's been... Six. There's been way too many shootings that have involved people under the age of 18 or people who are still living at home, but are maybe under the age of 21. Right. Because so many of these stories, like they're, they're, the gun was legally bought by their parents or it was stored at home or whatever, or an uncle got it. And like, what, where's your gun at that your kid can grab it and take it? And like, were you just not paying attention? Like, what atmosphere is this kid living? And there's just so many questions, but it's just, it's frustrating for me because I feel like anytime something like this happens, people want to talk about gun control and gun regulation. And the answer is always just like, no, I have a right to own guns and that's it. And that's end of story. And it's like, does your right outweigh that teacher's right to just not be shot in her classroom? Like, you know, and all those other kids. How, who's ever going to want to go to school? I'm sorry. I'm going to a different school. Like, what? I'm not going back there. Like, there's just so much in there. We have to be able to have a conversation about what is happening in America. Because this is an American problem in America. And to say that we don't have a gun problem, to me, is stupid. And to say that we don't need any type of regulation is stupid. What's the amount of people who are protecting their homes with guns from rapists or intruders as opposed to people that are just being shot and killed with guns? Like, because that's always the, the reason. And I'm not saying you shouldn't have a gun to protect your home. I have guns to protect my home. Like, but that's always the reason is like, well, I would need to protect my home. Okay, well, like, I have concerns about that, too. Where do you live? Is your home that bad? Are you? Do you have rapists breaking into your house? And why is your concern about your home specifically and your owning a gun outweigh everybody else's right to just live their life? But I think I, I agree with you. But on the other hand, what does gun control look like? Because this is one kid. And I'm not saying, I mean, we, I am 100% on board with you that America truly does have a problem. I think it's one kid, but I think the leading cause of death of kids is guns. Yeah. But, so it's not one it's kid. Like, it's a lot so of let's kids. Say it's, let's say it's two families out of 10 who straight up are just completely reckless, ignorant, garbage parents. 
Okay. So then what does that mean now though? That means the other eight families are going to lose their right to bear or how do we, how do we start? No. Yeah. So firearms were the number one cause of death for children aged one through 19 in the United States. If that like more than COVID since when? <laughs> well, I mean, since the last couple years, it's just been, it's honestly just been going well, up. You think it's- Suicide is a really high cause of death for kids too, as it well. Is. But I just, like, I, my question is what does gun control look like? Because what nobody else is going to do is like, like I like I will literally conceal and carry to Target if I have to go at night because I think human trafficking is real and what you're not going to do is take me or my daughter. Period. But what does that look like then? So I don't. But that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm gen, I'm not asking because I I think I'm that. Asking. But the thing about it is, I think what it should look like is I think that people should be required to do some type of like firearms training before being able to conceal carry. Yeah, I think you should be able to go through AK-47 online. I I think you shouldn't be able to yeah, do that. Yeah, me too. I, I I like and but the see that's the thing is like we can, I feel like most people can agree that yeah, you don't need that. Right. So why can't we have that conversation to say let's remove that? When Bill Clinton had put in the assault rifle ban, like gun death went down so much i believe it went up like 400 percent when the ban was lifted like if you can't tell me that that isn't causation like and so to say well i deserve to have my gun anyway it goes so it can just go up 400 percent, and like it's it's fine because you need your gun like i just i, I just like don't I do need my gun i just don't understand that well, because I don't think we live in a safe world and I have kids and it's crazy. Like the number one industry, like the number one trade right now with human trafficking is like there they're, and there's they don't care what neighborhood you live in, whether it's good, bad or ugly. So I feel like even right there. But I do think that you're right with that. A conversation needs to be had about gun control without people going to extremes without some people saying, let's get rid of all the guns, bro. That And then right. without the other side going, I deserve my gun. I need an AK-47, even though I live in Delco. You know what I mean? Like there has to be a middle line, but again, yeah. I mean, in case you guys have not gotten exhausted from hearing us say it, that is why we don't find resolution because instead of people coming with balance and having an honest conversation, they're so fixated on protecting their political party's agenda that we don't right. no, nothing gets solved. So we're still talking about right. gun control even after Columbine and even after Sandy Hook. I, right, like we're right. Sandy Hook. Yeah. This shouldn't even be a thing anymore, but it is because people go, they'll come and, and dumb it, it shouldn't. But yeah. And to me, most of them just are not good. Like, I think you should be able to own your gun in your house and I think you should be able to carry With or whatever. Car- like, but do I want to go into Walmart and see somebody with an M4 strapped to their back? Not really. No. Like, I feel like that's just, For what? <laughs> why do you need I that? Know. And to me, like, if you feel that uncomfortable in Walmart and you need an M4 on your back, then you need to go to Walmart somebody else, somewhere else. I, I like, prefer. just, you need to go. And, I mean, part of it probably is just because I'm not going to live my life in fear. And I don't like to inconvenience myself. So, like, I just, 
I mean, I think I do think that human trafficking is real. I told the story on this podcast how I was almost trafficked. But in that situation, I just don't really know, like, what my gun would have done for me in that situation. Um, Because, like, if you know what I mean, especially if you're talking about somebody coming up behind you, now they have a gun. You know what I mean? And, and if you're not trained on your gun and you're not firing your gun all the time, you having a gun means now they have a gun because they're going to take it from you. So, like, yeah, you're worried about protecting your kids and your family. Then learn how to use it and get trained on yeah. it because otherwise, what are you going to do? Absolutely. Like, what also, are you going to Also, I feel like there should be a healthy fear involved in carrying a weapon. <laughs> yeah. Because, like clumsiness is real don't drop that thing and get shot in the face like like please please be trained in your weapon please practice routinely but there's but a lot of people just get them and that's it yeah and they have them and and you know they're not locked up they're not anywhere safe they don't have any gun training they don't you know um they don't have a safe they don't have locked pelican cases or whatever like you know so and I think once you start charging these parents with some type of crime, the parents who facilitate the weapons for their kids to get them and then commit crimes, I think that the numbers would go down. I mean, I feel like that definitely falls under the category of negligence and child abuse. I think so, too. But nobody has, has it happened in any of these school shooting or mass shooting cases. No, but it should. Yeah, definitely. It definitely should. Um, well, so with that being said, we leave you guys with a lot to think about to ponder. this week. To ponder. Um, I want to do a few shout outs. So what I am drinking right here is lovely. Is called Mad Twisted Hatters Infused Emporium. It's Mad Twisted Fizzies. And it's root beer and it is for 21 years old. Okay. Oh, I am also recording right now in the Keystone stage. I am in the office of PFD Media. So if you guys are in the market for any pictures, video recordings, music videos, somebody to help you do your TikToks or reels, um, PFD Media is where it's at. Period. Period. So thank you for joining us on our first video chat. Um, next time, Chelsea will not be dark half the time. No, I will not be in the gymnastics parking lot. Period. Oh my God. Yeah. And next week I'll be able to tell you about, um, Jacqueline starts her dance class. So take all the pictures. Oh my gosh. I know girl. I, um... it's going to be like a whole, I can't wait. <laughs> all right. And we will see you guys next Wednesday and chat soon. Bye.